podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And the final score from Pataudry, Aberdeen 1, Celtic 1. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange. Tonight I'm joined by Muff. Muff, the rubberiest of dead rubbers. What was your take on the game? <laughs> hi Tino, um, hi listeners. Yes, it was indeed the the very definition of a of a dead rubber. And and to be honest with you, you know, I think there was a lot of, I've seen a lot of outrage, both, both in a few, a few chats that I'm in myself and, and on Twitter and the like about the, the composition of the starting lineup, and I know we've we've debated it in the past about how we would we would go about things, um, and how John Kennedy would go about things. But I think if there was ever a night to mix things up, um, it was tonight. And quite the most obvious one for me was Scott Brown, um, a man who's moving to Aberdeen. Has openly said that he's moving to Aberdeen. Um, I thought it was a, a very obvious chance not to play him, not for, not as a punishment to Scott Brown. I, I don't mean it in a, in a negative sense, but you know Brown's not going to be here. It's probably an awkward game for him because he can't really win out of it. I thought it's one that Brown could have just sat out even for Brown's own benefit, you know. So that in itself I thought was quite strange. But in terms of the game itself, you know, it, we call ourselves the, the Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club, but I don't think you can really bring any fresh insight. It is the same movie watched over and over again very weak defending lack of desire in defending and then very weak poor and wasteful finishing and a lack of desire to stick the ball in the net so if you've got that at both ends um you've you've got a big problem and you don't you don't win games and and that's what we've seen that's what we've seen manifest itself through the through the full season um the points swing speaks for itself as far as we were ahead of Rangers when they all get called last season and we're now sitting you know 20 points behind them it's it's very very galling and, and very sobering but we, we get what we deserve because yet again it's another game that you know for large swathes of it we've dominated we've created clear cut chances to score haven't taken them but looked very nervy at the back and looked like conceding on, on the rare occasions that Aberdeen did get up the park yeah, and as you say, if it's the it's almost the exact same game that we've seen too many times this season. This could easily have been a game in November or, or December yep. with the same end result being that Celtic don't get the three points. I'll give you some of the stats, uh, you know, just on that. And, and again, it's the kind of stats we've seen a lot. So possession stats, 71 to 29% in Celtic's favour, 23 attempts on goal, of which only six are on target. Uh, various other off-target and blocked shots and everything else. And it's th- the same story in terms of being fully in control of a game, loads of possession, loads of missed chances, and could lose goals at any given time. Um, you know, save, save for Johnny Hayes' old legs giving up on him, it could easily have been 2-0, uh, and Lewis Ferguson's big chance could have made it 3, couldn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, yes, that, that, is, that is very true, the, the concession of chances. Um, but by the same token, you could easily argue the other way. The Celtic could have been at that stage four one up, five one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that this is where games completely change the the nature of of football games. We've seen it so many times. You know, you've probably played games like yourself, Tino, as well, where a, a goal goes in and it just completely changes the complexion of a game. 
you know, Celtic in, in, in particular, let's be honest, Odson Edward, he sticks, he shows even the least bit of conviction, anything remotely like he was shown last year. And um, the, comp- the complexion of that game has completely changed. So it's 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 at both ends that the issue seems to be. Um, teams seem happy to, to give us the ball or we still remain, you know, we, we remain forceful in our possession of the ball. You know, it's, it's something that, that Kennedy seems to value like like Rogers did. Um and and you can't argue that we we are creating, but what what kinda of baffles me is it's the same it's the same people that are missing the chances, the same players that are missing the chances that seem to be getting thrust back in. And I think you just need to be able to read the room a wee bit and understand your squad and see what guys are maybe suffering for a bit of lack of confidence, what guys are maybe halfway out the door and, and you know, change things up to some degree. Uh, the fact that we went with a, a, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you've been on before, Tino, about speaking about guys around about the squad that, that shouldn't really be there. But to think that we went to Pataudry, take away for the fact the game doesn't mean anything in the context of the league, but we went to Pataudry with a back four or a back five of Bain, Kenny, Taylor, Welsh and Beaton. That, yeah. that, that's quite amazing. It's horrendous and it's, yeah, I agree. I mean, you'd mentioned the starting lineup and that was the, you know, all the talk pre-match. I was, I think the word I used, you know, when I applied to somebody was apathy. And that's a terrible place for a Celtic fan to be. And it should be a concerning place for the board because lots of fans are, are in the same shoes as me in terms of, I just didn't care that much. You know, that way a lot of people were really excited pre-match in terms of, you know, getting excited about who should and shouldn't have played and all that stuff and play the kids and, you know, Barcast, a Yeti, whatever. I completely get that point of view. And and I think what you were leaning towards yourself was that, you know, at least give us a freshness because, you know, what we've seen on Sunday was just so poor and so pathetic. At least give us something different to watch because, as I said at the start, such a dead rubber, such a meaningless game. And you're thinking, well, at least if I'm going to spend the time to watch Celtic by fully legally subscribing to Aberdeen TV and not watching it on any other illegal streams, might I add. Um <laughs> You want something different. You just want to say, okay, can I see a wee bit more of Dembele? Can I see the young boy Montgomery, who we've heard of, who signed a new deal and we've never seen him kick a ball? Can we see something different? Could, you know, somebody else slot in instead of, um, I, I don't know, Moya Yunusi, who will likely be gone. So it's just it's just very hard to watch. And yeah, I just could not get excited. Um, you know, you mentioned various other guys and the chances created. Do you think we'll ever see Hudson Edwards score for Celtic again? <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? In, in current form, you'd have to say no because he, he couldn't really be presented with any better chances than what he's getting just now. Under mm-hmm. the, the, the Elianusi one, I do understand why he's playing because his contribution this season, you know, the stats bear out that if Elianusi's on the park, he is a creative spark. And yet another bit of rhyming there for, for my good self, which I, I quite clearly didn't mean. You, you can understand why even just to, to retain that creative spark, he's, he's keep me honestly in the team. Um, with Edward Lesso, because he's clearly on the, on the way out. He's playing like he's on the way out. And he's he's also bereft of confidence. So rather than playing like a man whose shackles are freed and he just wants to kind of, you know, leave on a high it seems like the disappointment of the season is weighing very heavily on him, so it might be time to move him out of the kind of firing line. And and it's just, I think, what I would describe, a lot of things I would describe as muddled. You know, putting putting Beaton back in at centre-half, albeit there might have not have been anyone else there to play, but putting Beaton back in at centre-half, pretty muddled. 
he's a guy that's cost you in a, a key game this season. Putting him in with Welsh, don't think that's really a, a great a great sign. Kenny, I mean, I've seen Ralston a few times. Ralston is not any worse than Kenny, and I know that's not mm-hmm. a great metric, but you know, I wouldn't say Ralston is any. If anything, Ralston's got a bit more dig about him. You know, Kenny, Kenny offered offered a, a few bright sparks at the start um, of his loan spell, but has has faded away. And then even bringing young Dembele off the bench, who by all accounts has also got to be leaving mm-hmm. soon. Of all the subs that you could have put on, would you not have maybe give, given the debut to one of the kids that you know is going to be there next season and then around the first team squad? Brown starting when he's actually going to join Aberdeen, that there was no real need to play Brown. But again, I think it gets back to Kennedy just feeling, I don't think Kennedy feels he can have a team without Brown and Edward in it. That's became very apparent for the teams that he selected. Yeah, I just wonder as well, even like so the the Montgomery one, for me, might have been an easy one. Slot him in at left back and what's the worst that could happen? Because actually, if you lose the game tonight, nobody really cares. It's fine. You know, everything else is done for this season. So nobody's going to be up in arms if you go to Pataudry, try out some youth players and lose the game. By by the the opposite token, Aberdeen played a couple of young guys. And particularly, actually, they, they had a right back, I think. Let me just double check his name. Uh, Calvin Ramsey, number yep. 44, yep, yep. on the right-hand side. I actually looked really quite decent. And I'm thinking, where's our Calvin Ramsey? And why are we not using such a fixture to to see what's happening for next season? Because that's what uh, Stephen Glass's job is now. He's not there to do anything for this season. He's having a look at who he can trust and what young guys he can maybe throw in and, and how things are going to shape up for next year. And it was a perfect opportunity for us to do exactly the same. Um, in terms of Nier Beaton at the back, I thought he was horrendous. Um, you could maybe have stuck Don McKay in there, done a better job. You know, big guy, steady on his feet and all that kind of stuff. But Beton's passing, I thought, was woeful. And I don't know, you know, if he's been created or moulded to be this ball playing centre half, yeah. but it's not happening. And everyone's terrified that that's going to be our pairing when we set up for the qualifiers, Welsh and Beton. It's looking like it might be that way just now, isn't it? I, I, I really would sincerely hope not. And if it is, then. I'm afraid Don McKay's reins go off to the, the very wrong start. It, it can't be. Quite simply, it can't be. Um, we've played roulette too many times before, even under Rodgers, we did it. Um, going back to games against Astana and, and Rosenborg and the likes, um, where, where we gambled with um, untried and untested centre-half parents. Uh, the, the issue that we've got is it's probably going to be some form of untried and untested uh, defensive partnership because it's probably got to be two new centre-halves that are in there or at least one new centre half next to Stephen Welsh so it's as I say it all seems a bit muddled you know if John Kennedy had to come I know you're good friends with him Tino so if John Kennedy had to come onto the podcast I'm pretty sure he'd, he'd be able to explain why he went with the team that he went with tonight and and that's fine however I think to the vast majority of Celtic fans it looks muddled and it looks it looks silly almost to the point of view that you've went we pretty much, you know, no unforced changes to a side that meekly surrendered their only chance to win a trophy mm-hmm. this season. It just, it just doesn't add up. Like many things this season, it just doesn't really add up. And and the apathy that that you mentioned there, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be the only one that that I know that that would have been apathetic towards the game tonight. And it's there's a malaise set in amongst the supporters as well. It feels to me like an announcement is needed imminently. But do you know let's be honest, I've been saying that been saying that for January. Um mm. and, and some people have been saying it for probably about September time. And and the 
you know, the fans were, were pretty much swatted down as entitled and spoiled. Um, but here we are watching the, the club that we love be be just kind of cast adrift. Um, so it's going to need some significant action and we can only hope rather than us speculating about it on, on the, the reactions in the podcasts that we've actually got something concrete to discuss and dissect within the next week to 10 days because if we don't, we're then severely eating into the time, precious time, to prepare for next season and get the club back on an even keel. Yeah, I, I sincerely hope we do have something. And, you know, you and I have joked just about how much we've, you know, repeated ourselves time after time. And, you know, we've been doing the podcast since December time. And it seems since then, every passing week, there's been surely something will happen, surely an announcement, yep. surely this. And nothing happens. And, and we get tired saying it ourselves. And I'm sure listeners get tired hearing it. And I'm sure fans themselves online and otherwise are also getting, you know, sick of it. And, and as, as I said there, apathy is a word and it's the dangerous word. So to avoid that, there really needs to be some sort of action soon. Uh, myself and John Kennedy are tight, as you know, Miff, but that relationship's on the slide. You know, things is have it, got a bit frosty since it, Sunday. Um, fair, so, weather, fair weather, mate. You are, man. Exactly. So we'll need to see where it goes. But yeah, I'd be a bit disappointed tonight. And I don't know. I don't know what, what his remit is. Has he been told to play the strongest? Is there's, you know, I don't know what the instruction from up high is for John Kennedy, but it was a puzzling lineup. In terms of the game itself, Miff, so obviously... Aberdeen took the lead. Uh, lo and behold, it was yet another set piece concession. Yeah. Uh, what did you see about the goal? Well, I, again, just weak, and I think it's Kenny again at the back post. He seems to, you know, off his many weak spots. Um, back post, not being good at back post defending for a full back is a, a quite a major occupational hazard. So um, again, just another another soft goal that could have been avoided. Considine's attacked the ball well. I, it's just. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm just repeating myself constantly, but it's it's just weak. It's but again, it's worth pointing out when you when you always goals, the defence take the brunt of it. But it just seems to be a mentality thing running through the full team that desire to stop the ball getting in the net. People mm-hmm. just not filling filling the right spaces and, and trying to block runners off. All those different things. There just seems to be a real you know, negative momentum for Celtic towards their own goal when, when they can see the yeah. set piece it's almost like there's a magnet pulling the ball into the goals and the, the, the players are just absolutely crippled when that ball comes into the they're box just, they're just so nervous at any set piece yeah. so free kicks around the box or corners are, they, you, you can almost see them tensing up yep. um, as you say so the biggest blame for me the goal definitely was John Joe Kenny just losing his man at the back post the header by Considine on him uh, he had to beat Stephen Welsh now I don't know the heights. I don't know the you know the stats. Stephen Welsh is a a good bit shorter than Andy Considine. That's just a mismatch, and I don't know how they're set up there if they're doing zonal or whatever. But they say in football, when you're individual battles and you do fine. And Stephen Welsh has lost his, and John Joe Kenny's lost his. So you're losing two out of two in the box, and lo and behold, you know you're one 0 down. And it just seemed the same old story. So after going one 0 down, we're huff and puff. We get sent some stats there just before coming on, and I'll just read this one out, um, which I'm sure you'll be interested in. So Celtic have been losing or drawn at half-time in 19 of their 35 league games this season and they've then failed to go on and win 14 of them. They've won five of them, they've drawn 10 and they've lost four. <laughs> that is shambolic. So they've only won five from a, a losing or a drawn position. I, I That's think, not the Celtic we know, is it? No, no. but the more pertinent point is that they've actually been in those losing positions in the first place. I mean, how many times mm-hmm. would Celtic fall behind in a season that, you, you know, 
it would it, it certainly wouldn't always necessarily be in the double figures when, when you talk about how they would approach games domestically and the, the sort of dominance that the, the level of performance that they would look to take into these games. Um, but yes, again, going into the point that when they do go down and they do concede, it just tells you a lot about the character of this team. And I do think it, it, it taps into the psychology of this season and where the players mentally have struggled with the, the burden and the expectation on them. Um, probably alongside that, needing to live with, with kind of COVID restrictions and not being able to bond as a squad has no doubt had an impact as well. But I'm, I'm not meaning that to sound like an excuse. I just think you, you, what, what it all points to is that you don't have a cohesive unit. Celtic have not been a cohesive unit other than maybe for two, possibly three performances um, this season. That is very, very alarming. So what does that point to? It points to issues within the squad and how the squad's been managed. The fact that they haven't shown the the kind of the, the character and the resilience to come back for those in positions like they would normally do through a season. You know, th- those games are normally the difference when, when you dig out a, a, a victory for those in position. They're normally the difference between a title winning season and a, a trophyless season. So it doesn't surprise me with stats like that that we're now approaching a first trophyless season since 2010. Um, yeah, 10 years. And it's, you know, whilst it's gone and it's hard to take, we do need to remember it's 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 now that we really need to, as disappointing as this season has been, it's now we really need to see the metal of the board and what players want to stay for the fight. So there's elements of that that do excite me, as, as I've mentioned on the, on the podcast before. But the longer that this, you know, the longer this this kind of phony war goes on of nothing really happening, Don Mackay being in the job, sitting, not really saying much, John Kennedy just taking teams and playing the same team week in week out, that's not really supporting Celtic. We want something to, we want something to excite us. We want a reason to get back behind the team, and we want to be back in that stadium. We want to be back in Celtic Park supporting. So, hopefully. We're going to have all those things to look forward to. And to be honest with you, it's only that it's only that kind of optimism you can have at this moment because if you actually looked at the bleak reality of it and how meekly we've surrendered the title in such an important season, you'd be lying in your bed greeting on it. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. Yeah, as you rightfully say, if, you know, we just want something, almost anything to happen. You know, you just want some sort of... Um, decisive actions from the board just to, to let you know that we're heading in the right direction or that somebody actually cares as much as we do. And at the moment, and I'm not expecting Dominic McKay to, you know, wave the magic wand on, you know, his first week here, uh, but something needs to happen and we'd like to think we'll hear from him pretty soon. Um, in terms of just returning to the game, so yep, yeah, Aberdeen took the lead 1-0, Celtic off and puff, Eddie has a couple of half chances, decent uh, volley right at the goalie, different things. He scored what looked to me to be an onside goal. Quick take on that, did you... Have any I thought, tricky I thought, angle or not? I, I know. I, I thought. I thought on side, but um, not surprising that it was ruled off. Yeah, you you win some, you lose some. Nah. And at the second half, I just thought we then absolutely huffed and puffed. We looked like we'd, as we always do. You know, all the possession in I, our own long periods, half, long yep, periods of uh, possession as as we've as has became standard, but not mm-hmm. necessarily always with the cutting edge. And also, even even just like kind of half chances, blocked shots. Almost it, yeah. wasteful, kind of just chip, not purposeful crosses into the box. We seem to really yeah, have adopted this kind of dink, dink mm. ball into the box. It looks nice, but doesn't do anything. Just, just doesn't do anything. Um, yeah. And even at that, if, even if you did put the kind of whipped ball in, who's going to be worse than I got to get get across that front post or arriving late at the back post to, to bury it in? That that's not really been a a focus of their, their play no. this year in terms of people arriving late in the box to to kind of. Finish moves off, so yeah, there was a lot of that side to side stuff, and um, 
kind of wasteful in the final third. Yeah, I wonder if Ivan Tony would have been the kind of guy to get on the end of those crosses, but oh, don't, don't, I guess we'll never know. But don't. yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, Callum McGregor, uh, David Turnbull. You know, it's it's a it's a, a ploy that they try, but there's no point in clipping these cute balls in the box when we we don't have a a powerful target, strong aerial presence in the box at all. It's not Edward. It's not Griffiths. We don't. We don't. Whoever we have, um, we don't have a bio. We don't. We don't have a bio. He's a toes. Bring back bio. Um, when the goal finally came, I mean, it's funny because scoring a goal in the 93rd minute in Aberdeen in normal times would be a cause for great celebration. Yep. But really, it was, I mean, of course you're pleased to see it. You're naturally pleased. You always are when Celtic scoring stuff. But, geez, it's not something I, I jumped off the sofa for. I don't know. No, <laughs> I, 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 I clenched fist now, yes. But a wee yelp. I think, no, 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 no. A vigorous, a vigorous yes. Um, and and I don't think I've ever celebrated a Celtic goal winning less. Certainly, not a, a one that would bring us back in level terms against against Aberdeen. No, I was a, a, a clenched fist. Now, yes, you need, you need. I mean, come on, come on, man. You need, you need, hey, you, need some joy. you need to take some joy. You need to take some joy. It's hard. It's hard for all the reasons that I've already just spent the past twenty odd minutes stating. But uh, it's listen. Celtic score a goal. I'm I'm always going to be happy. That's, yeah, that's one thing that's guaranteed to make me happy in life. <laughs> it's, it's built into you, so it's going to be hard to shake that off, and you'd never want to, to get rid of that feeling. Um, you'd mentioned El Yunusi, um, you know, we're keeping him around, and, and he's always got something creative in his locker. He did huff and puff tonight, but ultimately it's, it's a quality ball in the box, and it's a, it's a very graph-like finish, isn't it? Yeah, well, again, that's that's what he does. He, he scores goals, but there will be those in, amongst the, the support who argue you know, he should have been doing that all season because he should have been arriving at the start of the season fit. And it is hard to argue with anyone who raises that point. Um, mm. Only Lee Griffiths and certain other members of the management team and coaching staff know what's been on this season. Um, specifically with, with regards to him, it seems it's been very much up, down, up, down. But for Kennedy's come in, it's been, it's been pretty much a bit part that he's played. Um, but it just makes the whole Clamalla start in the last the game against Aberdeen all the more baffling. Yeah. He started one game and was then promptly sold. I mean, I, I can't imagine it was solely his performance in that game that's prompted that um, because there was a, a weight of evidence to suggest you could, you could easily have sold him before that. But he's not, you know, he's not, Kamal has never had a run of games. I'm not saying he necessarily justified it, but it, again, goes back to that whole muddled thinking point of view. Kamal starts Kennedy's first game. The idea that he's going to stretch defence, he's, and never features again. Yeah, so so many points from this season that are just real head scratchers. You just cannot put yeah. your finger on it. And so I think we'll look back in years to come at isolated incidents this season and go, "Geez, remember that? I remember and, that." And I, I do, that. I, I do understand that that ended up with a point about Griffiths coming off the bench and scoring, and I ended up with Kamala getting sold. But you take my point. It's the, now it, 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 it is all linked because who other than Edward? I think you made the point in the pod at the weekend there, you know. Edwards played so often, despite being out of form, because there has been no alternative for the manager to go to. And, yeah. you know, whose fault is that? Kamal and Ajeti, probably because they've been brought in, they're possibly not good enough. Um, but we'll never really know. And with Griffiths, he's not been available or in the right condition to be called upon when he should have been. So it's, you know, it's all fed into the one thing that's been this season's massive disappointment and and of all the areas we need to freshen up on, you know, we need some fresh attacking options, we need some wide men and we need some strikers hungry to score goals. 
Yeah, we definitely do. Just last point on Griffiths. Um, with three games to go, do you think he's got an outside chance of making the Euros or is that a stretch too far? No. What I would say is I think Clark would love to take him, but even with the greatest will in the world, I don't I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can. I just don't. I simply don't think he's justified. I think it would be a slap in the face to to strikers that have kind of been there and done it. I mean, I know McBurney's out, out injured him. But I'd, I would, I would be very, very surprised if they took him. But you never listen. Stranger things have happened because at the end of the day, if Griffith scores a few goals between now and the end of the season, and does for Scotland what he didn't do for Celtic and gets his sell in a in decent nick and fit, then mm. then it may be somebody that Steve Clark calls upon because there's there's not many like him that can can create a goal out of nothing. Yeah, he's got different types of strikers. He's got you know Dykes and and your man from. Uh, she Adams, from Adams yep. good strikers yep. good target men but yeah, yeah. not out and out goal scorers so you never know if Griff manages to do something uh, pretty special I, I, last few games I, he may have a snuff one thing I think Griffiths would like to do is play off somebody like Dykes I think that would really suit his game well but uh, like I say I don't feel like Lee Griffiths has justified that if he's not justifying a start in a rank rotten Celtic team I can't see how he's going to justify it a start for, for a Scotland team that's qualified for the first major tournament in 20 odd years so yeah, um, I, I doubt it I doubt it very much a fair point. Uh, last one, Miff, just as we're starting to close things out. Uh, we've seen the introduction of Karamoko Dembele around about the 79th minute. He came on for Scott Brown. And it's a funny one for me. I thought he showed uh, tricky feet. You know, it looked like he had something to offer, you know, something in his locker, but lacking with the end the end ball. And it's a lot to ask for a, a young man to come in, you know, with 10 minutes to go to, to try and switch a game. But did he show you enough to at least let us think that he should have been given more game time this year? I wouldn't say he showed us enough, but I think it. I just think it's bizarre that he got ten minutes and only ten minutes tonight. I just think that's utterly bizarre and begs the question as to where he's been all season and why yet another piece of muddled thinking. Do you know what the the sheer fact that we're so sparse on wide men makes me think he should have played more minutes because we don't really have anybody that can go on the outside beat a man and sling the ball in the box. So for that option alone, he probably should have played more. But by the same token. Any time he has been in and around the first team under under Lennon when he initially came in, he, he had a few cameos which were very promising. This season, when he when he did feature around the time of the trip back for Dubai, he, he was less impressive. Albeit that you know he was probably playing in a team that was was more decimated then. So with the right team, the right structure, I think Dembele should have featured more because he offers us something that we didn't have readily available in the squad. I think um, I think like so many you know puzzling stories around this season. His is just another mystery that's in yep. the mix somewhere. And, and maybe we'll yep. find out, maybe he won't. And maybe he'll be here next year, or maybe, I know his contract's up, maybe he'll head off to pastures new. I guess we'll just need to wait and see. Miff, thanks again for tonight, and thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back again on the 2nd of May as we try and stop Rangers' unbeaten domestic record, at least in the league. Uh, so we're back then, and we'll look forward to seeing you then.
Sports Social Podcast Network.